On this beautiful Friday evening Welcome to the conversation You are listening to Real Talk on 91.3 FM Wherever you find yourself Hope you are doing fantastic You're in good spirits You're ready to tackle some really engaging topics Inshallah We do welcome your participation on the WhatsApp line It's 072-238-0712 It does have a liquor ring to it So you can like get it down easy you know 072-238-0712 Alternatively you can give us a call On 021-442-3530 One of the things we would really like to tackle you know as journalists Anika will be able to relate how many times we have to report on death mm-hmm. and it's oftentimes young people mm-hmm. and it's so sickening that this is happening in a regular basis on our mm-hmm. communities just the, today we saw Mr. MEC uh, for community safety Mr. Albert Fritz as well as Mr. Safety and Security JP Smith mm-hmm. uh, launching or rather deploying around 50 or 60 uh, law enforcement officers as part of a program to stabilize Hanover Park. Mm -hmm. This was a commitment that they had made early on in the week following 11 murders over three days, right? And this is all gang-related shootings. Mm -hmm. So gangsterism is a thing that we would like to look at. We do know areas in Cape Town affected by it, like Delft, Kailicha, Nyanga, Bishop Blavis, Mm -hmm. Philippi, Bonteville, the list does go on. Everywhere that we find ourselves, we are often confronted with it. And here to unpack this with us tonight is trainer, coach, peace builder, and writer, and what I would say activist, Mr. Earl Mentor. Good evening, Mr. Mentor. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the conversation. Oh, thank you. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. Mr. Mentor, let's start from the beginning. Tell us who is El Mentor and what challenges has he overcome to get where he is today? Hey, um, I am an international certified life coach, a mentor, facilitator, peace builder, and I'm the author of Cape Flats Karma, biography of a so-called colored seed. Um, I have about 18 plus years experience in the personal and social development industry in South Africa. So I would say the challenges growing up in in an area uh, beset by negative social ills, but alive with possibilities, I've had to navigate through dangerous territories in my own personal life in terms of constantly having to compete um, with a set of social and economic conditions that at times would place me at the risk of failure, mm. as well as encountering significant problems related to my lack of education in terms of um, realizing my worth and value, mm. my self-sufficiency, and maintaining a healthy lifestyle <laughs> as I was exposed to a lot of violence in my life. Mm. So, yeah, so uh, uh, I would say I've had to make the executive decision to heal from my past trauma by Mm. unlearning my negative conditioning. Mm. So when I realized that I could positively um, transition from my own pain body to a healing body, Mm. I pulled up the confidence to stand in my power. Mm. As you are today. And, sir, are you willing to uh, perhaps unpack one of the traumas that led you to have a turning point in your life? You know, the method that you're speaking about, it's very flip Mm -hmm. of a switch. So tell us about a turning point or two in your life. 
Yeah, so um, um, I'm a reformed gangster as well, and I've been exposed to, to a lot, uh, like I've mentioned, to a lot of violence in my life. And I, will, I was a hurting people <laughs> that went out and went to hurt others simply because of my own negative uh, situation in my life. Mm. Um, I was craving for 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 uh, acceptance. I was craving for love in my life. I could not find it um, growing up in the community uh, of Ocean View, and I've had to align myself with um, peers that could relate to the same to my own trauma. And I've realized I've aligned myself with hurting people, mm. <laughs> and I've perpetuated um, the trauma in my life. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's where what I was exposed to almost most of my teenage years. Mm. You also um, noted quite a number of things, but what other factors do you think make gangsterism attractive to our youth? Oh, good question. Um, I would think um, social comparison and craving for acceptance from from people places and things that do not add value and mm. that makes us victims and this allow us to live a life of true meaning so once we realize the meaning of self-love which i've had to search um, um search self-love in my life because i've been conditioned to adapt self-hate in my life i've had to start living from my own essence Mm. So I strongly believe that the vast majority of our young adults residing within previously disadvantaged communities in South Africa are often constrained in the efforts to transmit positive values and Mm. productive norms because of lack of community structure and effective social connections with positive role models in their lives. Mm. So... uh, you could say that positive role models in our, within our communities are almost non-existent. Mm. So we need to start healing our hurting men and women in our communities. And it starts with us. It starts with custodians for positive change. Mm. Those wanting to see the positive change within themselves in order to help positively impact others. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, good evening, Aniko. Yeah, just... Explain to yeah. the listeners how exactly we heal, you know, the boy, the boy child, and the male. You know what? What do we? What tools do we need? What tools do we need? Mm-hmm. What healed you, sir? Yeah, um, I can only speak from my own frame of reference, my own personal experience and knowledge, being actively involved in high-risk communities. I think we need to love ourselves again. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that is the foundation, that's the essence I'm talking about. Once we realize that we can be more, we can love more, and we can do more in the context of joy and happiness, regardless of our circumstances, I think we could stand in our power to really become a powerful people. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, inshallah, perhaps we can become those powerful people. But we do know that you are also the founder of a organization or business rather. Tell us more about it. What does it aim to achieve? Okay. Um, so I founded the life coaching company because 
I felt the need to help enable people in marginalized communities, particularly the Cape Flatland Township areas in Cape Town, to identify their own insights, solutions, and action plans along their own path to self-discovery. So, in addition, I strongly believe that life motivational coaching will help hurting people gain insight into their life and career choices and implement achievable action plans only when given the chance. So we need to create that safe spaces in order for our people to realize once again, I will emphasize this, our worth and value. We need to realize that we are worth more than we give ourselves credit for. Mm. So we need to it hate these spaces to help share our narrative in order to inspire others. Mm. Tell us about some of your success stories then. How have you seen your guidance implemented successfully? I am a cup half full. So that simply means that I've adapted the mentality of being a lifelong learner, right? Mm. So allow I allow myself to take each and every day as an opportunity to be the best version of myself. Mm. So I believe that our clusters, right, our clusters of interlocking and corrosive conditions are persistent in our highest neighborhoods and are evidenced by the real and constant threat of violent crime that keep us perpetuating the cycle of trauma in our communities. So, personally, and it took me quite a long time to make the choice to become bigger than my environment by disallowing my circumstances to define me. So, I therefore have the opportunity to to share my narrative within different spaces all over the world so I can, I'm a proud author of self, uh, four self-published books just to share my narrative um, in order to engage people positively. Mm. Unfortunately, Mr. Mento, we are running out of time, but no a very powerful question my colleague had uh, advised me on, and, but I want to work it into, into another question of my own. She asked, no. what does change mean to you? And I would like to ask you, what change would you like to see in Ocean View and other communities that are affected by citizen? Good question. Um, I think what change means to me is, is simply unlearning my own negative conditioning mm. and relearning a new paradigm for my life residing within a high-risk community. So I, I strongly believe that we are the most resilient and powerful people that have faced tremendous hardships and still been able to survive under conditions that are strict. So like I mentioned, we are worth more than what we give ourselves credit for. So what I wish to see come out of Ocean View, mm-hmm. a generation of compassionate and resilient young leaders who pass on their skills, their wisdom, and spirit they embody in order to bring about positive change. And mm. we will transform our communities.
Amen and amen. Amen, inshallah. I hope that everyone heard that and that that is exactly what happens. Before we let you go, please uh, just drop us a couple of lines about Cape Flats Karma, the biography of a colored seed. Uh, So, yeah, I I felt the strong urge to write this book simply because my trauma experience in my life and observing what trauma has done to my parents Mm. have taken on life in my dreams, in acting out, in my own life lessons, coming from a broken home, mm. and have given me the insight into my family suffering. So, I speak what my parents could not. Mm. So, this is the uncomfort- uncomfortable truth that people talk about. Mm. Yeah, so I speak about how we can look at sensible ways to rise above our circumstances as a people, as a broken people. Mm. Loving the unity. Mr. Earl Mentor, yeah. trainer, coach, peace builder and writer, thank you so much for joining us. Shukran Jazakallah Khair. Keep doing the work that you're doing and we appreciate the fruitful conversation. Thank you so much for having me. You have a lovely evening. Likewise, sir. And with that, we'd head out for a quick ad break and when we get back, inshallah, it's more Real Talk on 91.3 FM.